From Studio 303, somewhere outside the Dark Forest line, it's Stranger Than Fiction News, bringing light to unknown stories around us. Tennessee woman bitten by a brown recluse spider allegedly finds dozens more in her apartment. A Brentwood, Tennessee woman who was recently treated for a brown recluse spider bite later found dozens more in her apartment, she claims. Angela Wright was rushed to the hospital, unable to walk and hallucinating after she was bitten by the spider in her apartment. I couldn't walk and I couldn't move and I could barely swallow, Wright told the news station, adding that doctors told her she could have suffered a stroke if she waited to go to the emergency room. Brown recluse spiders are venomous. Its bite can cause fever, rash, chills, and nausea, among other side effects. In Wright's case, the bite first resulted in arm pain and small bumps on her chest. After telling her apartment complex about the incident, Wright said a pest control service came to spray her home. However, Wright told WSMT-TV she later found spiders left and right. Quote, we were finding brown recluse spiders in our bed, in the ceiling, in the iron, and in her shoes. In total, Wright found roughly 50 brown recluse spiders in her apartment. This story was posted at foxnews.com. And as if one scary spider story isn't enough, Indiana man warns locals to beware of giant spiders after spotting a six-inch crawler at work. Arachnophobes beware, a giant spider spotted in the Hoosier State is giving some locals nightmares after an Indiana man shared some pictures of the large insect last Tuesday. A female employee at the manufacturer Godfrey Marine in Elkhart, Indiana, was apparently the first to encounter the hairy critter while building a boat. Co-workers helped capture the spider, placing it in a plastic bag so that they could relocate it far away from their workspace. This too was reported at foxnews.com. And how about this? Back from the dead, a woman in a morgue refrigerator was discovered to be alive. Morgue workers thought that they had encountered a zombie when they pulled the lady out of the refrigerator to find out she was still breathing. On June 24th, a woman was traveling with friends in a car when their vehicle had a head-on collision with another car. All the other passengers escaped without major injury. Paramedics believed the unnamed lady was dead. They did check for vital signs, including breathing and pulse, but there was nothing, apparently, so they took her to the nearest morgue in Carletonsville, South Africa. However, when technicians returned to the room later on, they were horrified to hear breathing coming from one of the refrigerators. When they opened the drawer, they discovered the woman was still alive. She does remain in critical condition, however. One of the mortuary workers told the local media, You never expect to open a morgue fridge and find someone in there still alive. Can you imagine if we had begun the autopsy and killed her? Garrett Brandick, operational manager for Distress Alert, said, Our crew is devastated because we are here to keep people alive. This was reported at the Express UK. And the real-life exorcist? A priest performs a mass exorcism on hundreds of people 
who paid up to a month's wage to rid themselves of demons. The mass exorcism ritual involving hundreds of Ethiopian Christians who paid up to a month's wage to be punched by a priest and doused in holy water has been captured in fascinating photo series. Some 150 people had been queuing up to the church outside the Ethiopian capital of Addis Ababa in order to meet the local celebrity healer whom they believe would be able to free them from demons. This was reported at the Daily Mail online. And a special bulletin for witches, werewolves, and vampires. Prepare for the longest lunar eclipse of the century, and it's coming up this month. A total lunar eclipse will rise over the night sky this summer, and it will be the longest eclipse of the century, according to NASA. On July 27th, a lunar eclipse will be fully visible for 1 hour and 43 minutes, but you may have to travel to see it since the eclipse will only be visible in parts of South America, much of Africa, the Middle East, as well as Central Asia. You can read more on this story at cbsnews.com. And keeping up with tradition of the news, here's this week's fun fact. If you try to suppress a sneeze, well, you could rupture a blood vessel either in your head or your neck, and you could quite possibly die. And that wraps it up for this edition of the Stranger Than Fiction News. And now, let's head into the forest and across the creek to the caravan of lore. Come, walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Welcome back inside the caravan. Tonight we have a very special episode. I have invited my daughters on to talk about their experiences and thoughts on the paranormal and this spooky world we like to play in. (laughs) Go ahead and say hi. Hi. So, what do you think of... The caravan and what I do here. Is it scary? I, I watch it on the bus. Oh, you do? <laughs> I, I, I do it with Andrew. We go on the bus sometimes and watch it if we're bored. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's neat. I like it. Um, let's see. I guess we could start by uh, one of the favorite things that our family likes to do before bed, actually, is listening to scary stories. There's a couple YouTube channels that we really enjoy I listening to. Sure. Yep, yep, there's, um, let's see, there's Swamp Dweller. Eunice Chillin. Yeah, there's, there, I don't remember what, maybe his name is Chills. Chills, yeah. And, um. Yes. And, um, and then there's Unit 522, Swamp Dweller. What's the sheep? Oh, What's... I don't remember. You just said it out there. <laughs> when Morgan was talking. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, your favorite paranormal cryptids, you mean? 
No, like where he does the cartoons. Oh, uh, Llama Arts. Yeah, Llama Arts. Yeah, that's a really good one. We really enjoy those. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is our... <laughs> um, this is all me. Yes, all you. So those that's kind of our, our family, I guess, oh, ritual. <laughs> that's our family ritual before bed. <laughs> I know that you guys are really involved in kind of wondering what, um, what's the next episode going to be about or what topic or especially when the movies come out. You guys are big fans of Small Town Monsters. You guys watched um, the Mothman one. You were really excited about that. Um, you had the opportunity to preview <laughs> Champ, which was a really fun one. Um, and the caravan does plan on doing a review of that movie soon. And then some Bigfoot ones as well. Tell me, what if you were to go type in a type of scary story that you want to watch personally or listen to? What would you want to watch? Think about it. It's bedtime. Dogman. Dogman stories. How about you? Camping stories. Camping stories. Yeah, me too. Those ones are pretty good. Like when the hand would go down. Yes, when the hand would go on the tent and... You didn't know if it was a person or a thing. Those are always really scary. Now, what about scary personal experiences that you guys have had? Do you do you remember before we switched rooms there when we were the, in... when um we heard footsteps in the cabinets opening? Yes, that yeah. one morning, um, my middle daughter here and I. We had woke up, and we thought their father had come home. We heard a heavy man's footsteps in the entryway to our home, and we also heard the cupboards move. So I sat up, and I thought he was here, and I looked, and we were alone. And then there was, like, that glass cup or whatever that moved. Mm-hmm. Now, you were saying just yesterday you experienced something in the kitchen. Do you want to tell what that was? Mm-hmm. I could. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, she, um, in the kitchen, she was, like, by the cups, and then one of the, um, bottles of soap fell, and then, um, the cabinets opened. <laughs> See, it's, it was strange for me, because... It's not the cabinet. It was, like, that, the door of the laundry door. Oh, the oh, laundry door, then. Did it open or close? It closed? Well, it was interesting, because... And- and it, um, stopped. Oh, uh-huh. Thank you. Well, um, when you guys went to the pool yesterday, mm-hmm. I was alone here, and I didn't Wait. say anything. But I, I thought that I heard somebody out in the living room. And I opened the door because I thought you guys, you know, Came were... hmm And I went out there, and I was completely alone. And so it scared me. And then you, last night... You were saying that you had a dream that somebody was on the patio, and you were feeling afraid. Yeah, I was way too scared to go on the patio because the dream was, like, really realistic, so uh, mm-hmm. Mom, I don't want to even explain all the rest of the dream, and I woke up in the middle of the dream, so I didn't get to finish it all. See, and that has always been one thing that scared me a lot, is at nighttime, seeing something <laughs> in my window... Or seeing something on the patio, that's just wait. always been a big fear of mine. Wait, wait, the one, well, um, 
But then you were at Laura's house, the hand came up. It was actually, Laura was at my house. And I had... Your house is haunted. <laughs> no. Well, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I what was. What was the hand? Um, you know, I don't know. I'd have to ask her, but... She said that she had seen fingers move like this in the window. It was like they were like going like that. Mm-hmm. It was. Was it like tapping on the window? Kind of like waving. Like the fingers were just kind of waving hello at you. And she isn't one that, I mean, you guys know Laura. She's not one that really freaks out or she's cries or anything. Yeah, she buried her head in the wind, or in the pillow and she, it took me forever to get her to talk to me. It was really scary. It was like this? It was. Did you shut the blinds? I did. <laughs> I did. You went over to the window? <laughs> I did. I did. Were you really scared? I was. I was. But it you was really one quick? Of, yeah. But yeah. So it was one of those things where I really didn't want to experience anything else. I I needed to feel safe, you know. So I went over there and shut it as quick as I could. Was the window open? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I know. There's no way. I think that I would have... Oh, I would have been... You know, maybe I would have asked my dad to shut the door, or shut the window, I mean. I don't know. It would probably, you would probably see all of it, because if the window's open, if it was, like, burglar or something, Mm -hmm. they would just come in. Yeah, who knows? I mean, they say that aliens don't have to, you know, there's, like, abduction stories where they can just come in, whether your window's open or closed, you know, so. Even through the walls. I guess. Who knows how they do it? The living stranger things. Yes, that's true. Um, what about, how about this? Let's talk a little bit about the uh, shadow figures. The ghosts? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it. I, I was walking and um, I saw I saw my shadow, but I was standing and looking at it. Mm-hmm. And then it moved. Oh, that's very interesting. Once I was up in my bed sleeping, but I was like awake. And then I looked, and I but Dad wasn't there, mm-hmm. and I saw someone walk by the room, oh. but it was it was like black because I couldn't really see, but I could see someone move, mm-hmm. and then no one was he wasn't home, and and um you guys were asleep when we were out in the living room, and then I saw someone by the fireplace. And you saw somebody when when the room when this room was in the other one when we had switched before we switched. You said that you saw somebody standing in the corner as well, or was that yeah. that was you? Mm-hmm. Was you remember that it wasn't there? Yeah, it was just me. Okay, because see, and the interesting thing about that is you know that's been one thing that I haven't really ever spoke to you guys about. I've did it three times. I've seen it. So I know. I'm always scared. Well, and that's something that I have experienced since I was little, and your auntie also has experienced it, and... Wait, what? Aunt Anne? My sister? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She also had seen something like that when she was little. A shadow figure that couldn't really be explained, you know? It was just the outline of kind of a man in a shadow form just standing there by by her bed. Well, I thought oh, you meant, like, not explained, like, it was all weird. Oh. Was, like, <laughs> spikes or something. No. Like, no. Yeah, so, I mean, um. And the weird thing is, when I woke up over here, mm. when, so, when I thought someone was sitting here, it didn't look like someone from our family. Oh, really? Now, this is a dream that you had yesterday? No, this isn't a dream. This is when I woke up and thought I saw someone sitting oh. here. It was like, 
I didn't see all of them, but it, all I saw was a white dress, kind of. Oh, that, okay, that's weird. <laughs> okay, go on. And that was all, and I really could see. Mm-hmm. So I thought someone was sitting there, but the that reminds I, me of the girl with the hair. <laughs> then right. when I got up, I was I was like, oh my god, like that, like that's how my expression was. So I ran out of the room, but then I stopped running when I was in the hallway because right. then I was trying to act normal. Right, right. And this was in the morning. Then it wasn't at night or yeah, anything. Because when I, I kind of stared for a little while because mm-hmm. I was like sleepy, so I was like, right, was just my imagination. Up. But then I woke up more and I could still see it. So then I got scared and then ran out. Wow. But then when I came back to get my blanket, it, it there was nothing there. How did it feel when you came back to get your blanket? Fine. I was like, I forgot about the whole incident, basically. When I get here. scared, like, um. Wait, it was on the end of the bed? No, it, it was like here. Oh, and was I any of it hits, like... Okay, I don't know talking about uh, Okay. I didn't know. I don't know. Okay, what were you gonna... Always when I'm scared, um, what heal mm-hmm. is, like, keep on running, don't go back. So <laughs> I, it went, even when I'm in the hallway, I still yeah. run. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do. There was one day... No. You know what, what yes. I'm gonna ask about? No. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. Don't. Then we will that ask. That freaks me out really okay. bad. I'll have uh, nails. Yes. Okay. We will save that one, listeners, for another another time. You you tell when I'm not around. All right. <laughs> you can walk out of the room. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So yeah. No. Um. Is there is there anything else that you guys want to share when it comes to your fa- like a favorite story, um, a favorite. Did you ever tell that story where you thought someone was, like, outside, like, tapping on the window or something? Something like that? And Andrea was living here at the time? <clears throat> I was in the living room. You guys had went to bed. And I can't remember what had happened oh, earlier that day. Like that. <laughs> I, I do I do believe I had mentioned something about it. But I, mu- I must have only made, like, a Facebook post or something. I don't think that I ever talked about it on a recording, but... Was it? There, there was a very distinctive tap, like like somebody's finger on the kitchen like, window. Like yeah, or exactly. Were to say a nail on the window. Oh no, no, it was like a, it was like a finger tap, and it was very, it, it just seemed, you know, it was just weird because you know we're two stories up. There's no way that anybody can get there. There's no tree branch that can tap on the window. Um... And then later on, I think something happened with the glasses that were over there. Like a glass either fell or like it sounded like it moved wow. or something. That was haunted. <laughs> <clears throat> what kind of stories would you like to hear more of from from all the people that we listen to and the other people in our community? We've got Into the Fray. Vance is thinking about bringing back the Acrylic Ranch. With you? I would help him out on it, so. How many taps did he hear at the window? I only heard, like, maybe three at the very most. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is. You guys want to thank our, our lore folks for listening in to this week's show? Thanks. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thanks. When we were, like, at Aubrey's house, um, Aubrey saw that there was, like, something at the window. 
Like, tapped or whatever. Yeah, she said that happened to her once. Oh, really? Yeah, and then she said... Um, was that when she lived here? No. Oh. At her new place. And then she she said once... I don't know if I've told you this. I probably have. But um, once there was, like, a picture frame of her, like, like her sister's old, old grandma or something mm-hmm. on the wall. And then she was like, I need some chapstick. And then the... The painting fell down, and then there's chapstick next to it. Huh. What an interesting story. She was like, oh, chapstick. <laughs> huh. Very interesting. And it freaked me out so much as she, she said like, that. here you go. You want you Because she, like, her family believes in angels and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, that grandma was, like, her protector or something. Oh, yeah. Like, her guardian or something. Guardian so angel. That's probably why he, she gave her chapstick. <laughs> there you go. That's a good story. I like it. Thank you for remembering that one. Well, let's also give a big shout out to a friend of the girls. His name is Andrew. They would watch uh, the caravan on the bus together on their way to school. And unfortunately, he had to move away from Oregon back to Texas. And... Yeah, we, we miss you. Yeah. They miss playing with you. So, guys, bye. go ahead and say hi to him. Hi. I miss you. Thank you for subscribing, Andrew. We hope that you're having a wonderful time in Texas. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up. No. Thank you so much for being on. This was fantastic. And you know what? We can always do it again, too. Yes. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 As we've seen before, 50 Berkeley Square is the most haunted house in London. This infamous home is supposedly full of spirits, but what if there's something worse crawling through its halls? Ever since the 1840s, there have been stories of nameless horror lurking in the upper floors. While some claim the thing is a violent ghost, others believe the Berkeley Square is home to a real-life eldritch abomination. In the 1840s, paranormal skeptic Sir Robert Warboys accepted the challenge of spending the night in the second story of the London's Hell House. At the nervous landlord's assistance, Warboys armed himself with a candle and a pistol and was ordered to yank the bell and pull if anything strange had happened. At 12.45, the landlord was jolted from his sleep by the ringing of the bell and the roar of a gunshot. He charged upstairs and burst into Warboy's room to find the young man huddled in the corner, a smoking pistol in hand, and very much dead. There was no sign of an intruder, but the landlord could tell by the look left on Warboy's pale face that he had seen something horrible. The second encounter took place in 1943, when two sailors named Martin and Blunden, both blokes after a night of carousing, decided to spend the night in the abandoned house. They found a relatively dry and rat-free room upstairs, and it made a nice little fire and fell asleep on the floor. But after midnight, Blunden woke to the sound of creaking hinges and sat up to see the bedroom door opening slowly. Petrified, he woke up Martin, 
And that's when they heard something wet, something slimy, dragging its way across the floor, slowly oozing towards them. Martin saw the creature, something he could only describe as hideous and monstrous. Perhaps it was too awful for the human mind to comprehend, and it was blocking the door. The monster suddenly sprang towards Blunden, wrapping around the man's throat, choking the life out of him. Martin took off screaming and found a police officer patrolling the neighborhood. The cop was skeptical. But, after searching the house, he found Blunden's body in the basement. The sailor's neck was broken and his eyes were bulging out of his head. Obviously, more plausible scenario would be that Martin murdered his friend, but then why would he make up such a pretentious story? And what about the numerous other sightings where witnesses describe seeing a massive, massive, ferocious blob armed with tentacles? These things man was not meant to know, and it might be one of them that lives in 50 Berkeley Square. A man leaves his house every morning to walk to work and passes a mental hospital surrounded by a wooden fence. Every morning the patients are out in the yard and he can hear them saying in unison, Ten! 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 One day he gets curious and looks through the hole in the fence. And suddenly a stick shoots out and pokes him in the eye. Fuck! he said while walking away completely pissed. He can hear the patients start chanting, Eleven! 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 When I was a child, my family moved to a big old two-floor house with big empty rooms and a creaking floorboards. Both my parents worked, so I was often alone when I came home from school. One early evening, when I came home, the house was still dark. I called out, Mom, and heard her in her singing voice say, Yes, from upstairs. I called her again as I climbed the stairs to see which room she was in. Again, the same yes in reply. We were decorating at the time, and I didn't know my way around the maze of rooms, but she was in one of the far rooms down the hall. I felt a bit uneasy, but I figured that was only natural, so I rushed forward to see my mom, knowing that her presence would calm my fears, and my mother's presence always does. Just as I reached out for the handle of the door to let myself into the room, I heard the front door open downstairs and opened, and my mother called out, Sweetie, are you home? in a cherry voice. I jumped back startled and ran down the stairs to her. But as I glanced back to the top of the stairs, the door to the room slowly opened just a crack for a brief moment, and I saw something strange in there. I don't know what it was, but it was staring right at me. There was a story about how a guy was driving through the mountains, and he was ex-army and he came across this crash. 
The car wasn't damaged at all. It was almost deliberately placed in the middle of the road. He drove past and saw two people laying in the road, and he pulls up in front of the crash, and then he looks back to see the people sat up, and then twenty or so eyes reflecting in the taillights from the surrounding bushes. He slammed on the gas and goes. This story does scare me because this kind of thing does happen with mountain tribes who are either cannibalistic or crazy. I was having a pleasant dream when that sounded like hammering woke me. After that, I could barely hear the muffled sound of dirt covering the coffin in which I lay. I woke up to hear knocking on the glass. At first I thought it was the window, until I heard it come from the mirror again. I can't move, breathe, speak, or hear, and it's so dark all the time. If I knew it was going to be this lonely, I would have been cremated instead. There was a picture on my phone of me sleeping, and I live alone. My wife woke me up last night to tell me there was an intruder in the house. She was murdered by the intruder two years ago. I never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. The last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12.07 before she pushed her long, rotted nails through my chest her other hand muffling my screams. I sat bolt upright, relieved it was only a dream. But as I saw my alarm clock read 12.06, I heard my closet door creak open. Now let me just share a little bit of personal insight while recording this episode. In one of the stories, I actually was listening to the playback. Right at the end of the playback, I heard a very loud electronic scream in my headphones. So I ripped them off my head and I went to the playback and I didn't hear the scream again. I don't know if I invite things in by reading these stories, but it was rather spine chilling to me personally. I have no idea what caused it, considering the fact that I sit in a little soundproof booth and there is nothing behind me. Just a little tale I thought I would share. Thanks for listening. Watch your step, let you move on day. Lay there quarantined underneath your last breath. Hold your tongue, still I've gone. The beast that follows is close, but we'll move on. Snake eyes, always on my tail. Snake Dark. 
snake eyes better catch a spark Blow out your candles Face a clone Stand strong in the midst of peril and impending doom Will you fight or run and hide When the storm winds blow Will you have the strength to turn the tide Snake eyes always on my tail Snake Snake eyes better catch a spark